everybody, and welcome to Better. I'm Dr. John Duffy, and joining me here is Julie Duffy. Hi, honey. Hi. How's it going? Good. Good. Um, so in the name of better, yeah. what's better these days? You know what's better? What's better? Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk <laughs> to you next time. Cleveland is better. We Do went tell. to Cleveland this weekend, or this week. Yeah, so we're, we've had a big, fun week, actually. <laughs> So, Unusual so week, I'm a little, too. Like, I'm, I'm tired-ish, but um, yeah, we went to Cleveland this week in the middle of the week yeah. to see friends that moved there, and it was kind of awesome. It was strikingly awesome. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know. I think we come into a lot of our experiences in life with some preconceptions about how they might be. And I don't know what Cleveland conjures in most people's minds, but in my mind, it does not conjure awesome. I'm just right. going to be honest. Right. You know, like, if you're from Cleveland... And you love it. Um, you have my apologies. Although, although just moments ago, the Cleveland Cavaliers oh, right. booted Indiana Pacers out of the playoff contention. So, you know, Cleveland rocks in that regard. Yeah. LeBron rocks. Well, no, we're but, saying Cleveland's awesome. So I don't think you, I don't think you need to apologize. Anyway. We're not apologizing. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying my initial, the reason we went to Cleveland was to visit the Patels, good friends of ours, yep. Raju and Lisa. And our friend Paul B., it's his birthday, and so he wanted to go to Cleveland, visit them, and take in the first, one of the first Cleveland Indian Chicago Cub games since the World Series in 2016. Right, and they don't usually play each other in the regular season, right? No, no, they're in different leagues. Yeah, so... They rarely, they have not played each other since then. Yeah, it was a midweek, crazy midweek road trip. It was. (laughs) And it was... Yeah, it paid off. Well, yeah, because uh, everything about Cleveland seemed pretty cool. Now, again, we did not see every inch of Cleveland in the 29 hours we were there or whatever. But we got to see a lot of downtown, and it seemed kind of bustling and happening. Yeah, we stayed at the Kimpton Super Hip Hotel. You can check out guitars. Straight up check out (laughs) guitars like and play them in your room if you feel like it. Everyone who worked there was so nice. And the guy that brought our coffee maker, they didn't have coffee makers in the room, so but you could call down and get one. And the guy that brought our coffee maker to our room was like a stand-up comedian almost. Well, part, part of what we're – yeah, he was super funny. This was like late the first night. Yeah, it was crazy funny. Crazy and, funny. He's like, you're my dude. You're my – I'm laying on the bed, like yeah. getting ready to go to bed. And he's like, you know, comes up with all this juice. And he kind of was – you know how sometimes in sitcoms you get a character who kind of shows up once in a while? Yeah. Like, it's like Kramer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's that. He's kind of, he yeah. had that vibe where, you know, every few hours this dude was in our lives and it was really great and funny and awesome. And his name was Ryan, I believe. It was? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we saw him the yeah. next night. Too. He was really great. And uh, and if, you, if you're not familiar with the Cleave, uh, it is the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So we got to take a, a, a lengthy tour, I think. But And I'm going to be honest, I... I thought we'd have to take a drink. <laughs> Julie's drinking scotch, just straight. Lemon water. All right. Sorry. Mm. I didn't think I would like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm shocked and stunned. Um, I, I mean, I didn't think I would hate it, but I just was like, you know, whatever, it'll be fine. I think we both kind of pictured like... But it's pretty cool. Oh, this is Roy Orbison's shirt. Yeah. Yeah, that's very Yeah, kind of like amazing. a... Um, Hard Rock Cafe on steroids, but it was really cool, and the best thing was the movie about the inductees was really cool. 
That was amazing. It was amazing. And if we're being honest, you and I both teared up. We did. The ending, first of all, it was directed by Jonathan Demi, who passed away. This whole, this, this montage from induction ceremonies, he passed away right before this was put up. A guy told me this walking out of the theater, right. by the way, Julie. Um, and that was another guy. That guy just started talking to us, telling us all these stories. We met a lot of people. We connected with people like extraordinarily throughout the whole short. The people of Cleveland were like kind day and of a half, unbelievable. Right? And yeah. this is this. I think this is what we want to talk about is that that you know these people were unreal, and we were so glad to connect with them. And they were really like matter of fact about it. Like we're walking out of this theater, and I'm kind of a I'm going to mind my own business kind of guy. And this dude tells me. He's been to this show a hundred times, and what he goes, I didn't tell you this, but what what he goes to do is effectively pay attention to how the audience reacts. So he noticed how. That's his job? No. Oh, no, no, no. He just that's his He lives in passion. Cleveland. He's a retired guy. <laughs> yeah. And he loves he loved rock and roll. So he he came to the Hall of Fame. He has volunteered there in the past. Okay. And he goes to this particular show because sometimes people clap, sometimes people dance, and sometimes people get emotional. And it just so happens at the end of the show, unbeknownst to Demi, um, when he made this thing, is they play a a about two minutes out of While My Guitar Gently Weeps, which is a great George Harrison Beatles song, right? Um, but George has passed away. So this is like a few years ago. So Tom Petty is singing, and Danny Harrison, who is George's son, is playing guitar. And then there's this great lead guitar, if you can, if you can kind of play that song in your head. And, um, and you don't know who's going to play the lead until the moment when the guy walks out and... And on the record, curiously enough, it's Clapton who plays the lead, and it's amazing. Um, on this particular broadcast, this induction for Harrison, uh, Prince yeah. walks out, and and he plays the lead, and it is killer, man. It is unbelievable how good, how deft he is on the guitar. You know, I remember... Yeah, I started crying. We, I did too. Just because... Well... It, and and it's it's a really it's really well done and it's also also multi sensory like you feel the music it's it's so loud and you you kind of it kind of vibrates your whole body it does. in the best way yeah but yeah that was so George Harrison's son standing there and then Prince standing there who and Tom Petty who we've lost is Tom oh, Petty's are, gone too oh, that's right so yeah. you got all this talent right there but the but the one I think that we were both like blown away by that the showcase was Prince. And um, Prince is one of those guys, you know, I, I might have talked about it on this podcast or the other podcast in the past that, you know, like I, I didn't quite get Prince all the way. Like I saw Purple Rain. I knew he was super talented. Yeah. I kind of I, I liked a lot of his music, never disliked any of it. But it was Tom Petty's the same way where it's I kind of think like after they passed away, that's when I start going on YouTube and um, and I found this one thing with it's Prince singing acoustic, playing a purple acoustic guitar, and it is his singing charisma. What? He's singing Cream, and I think he ends up with Purple Rain, and it's it's um, he's so cool, so wildly cool, and the sexiest beast ever who walked the planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I, <get> that. <laughs> I mean, good God, and um, you know it just. It's striking that he's gone. 
I mean, and it, yeah, and that, so, I think that's what got us is like, yeah. man, all that life is gone. Yeah. How is that possible? You know? So, so we had this great experience at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We were moved. Um, I'm going to say um, if anybody from the hall is listening, a little light on the Springsteen, a little light <laughs> on the Springsteen people, but yeah, uh, you made true. up for it with some Mellencamp that I thought yeah. was kind of really cool. And his art was there. And was That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does not disappoint. No, it's we were all better about it. than I thought. Yes, it it's be. better. And so, and then, so in the in the same day, it's a, it's a big day of fun in Cleveland, yeah. right? So then we go to the baseball game. Now, if there's going to be bad blood at a baseball game, it's probably going to be between the Cubs and Cleveland. That's true, right? You know what I mean? Like this is this was a grudge match. This went all the way to Game Seven. It we were down three to one. It looked like we were out of the World Series two years ago, and the Chicago Cubs come roaring back and win the World Series in Cleveland. So now here we are back at the scene of the crime, and you, and, and I'm thinking, honestly, and I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this, but you know, I'm kind of thinking this could be ugly. Like It could be that Cleveland fans are not particularly fond of Cubs fans. Right. I didn't really think about that, but yeah. And, um, and yet... We have Cleveland fans near us, right? Um, two dudes sit in front of us, and we tell them that Paul, who is actually 33, plus a couple of years, uh, we tell them that Paul is 30, and this guy says, well, I'm 31, so you better respect your elders, pal. Yeah. <laughs> but these two Cleveland fans sit in front of us, and, um, and these guys, we're, we're talking, and and we're talking about the World Series, and we're talking about different players. Then we start talking about other teams, and it, and then they tell me, there are these two young dudes, and they tell me, hey, we've been friends our whole lives. We're both 31. We were born three weeks apart. We grew up right across the street from each other, directly across the street. We've been friend, best friends forever. Yeah. And one guy says, you see that picture down there? Well, I am a physician's assistant, and my doctor stitched up his pinky. So we start, like, trading all these stories and stuff, and we have all this fun and all this goodwill. And then, and then the capper was that the guy on the right, who I was talking to the most, he leans in and he goes, hey, listen, part of the reason that um, I'm not so upset that the Cubs beat the Indians in the World Series is um, my mom got remarried to this guy a few years ago. My stepdad is this huge Cubs fan, and he gave me this Cubs cap, so it's in my room right now. Shh. He's like, shh, don't, don't, don't make a big thing about yeah. it, man. I swear to God. I swear to God. Don't make a thing of it. But we both kind of had almost a teary moment there. Yeah. You know, it was like uh, yeah. it was this heart-to-heart kind of like, oh, I hear you. I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. You know? Then, the, then they moved, and somebody else sat down who you had a conversation with. Some yeah. amazing story about... Uh, getting a baseball bat from somebody. Oh God, this is, I mean, it was, it was, it was honestly, it was insane how many people we talked to there and there was kind of plenty of room in the bleachers. And yet people were sitting right near us. But people kept swapping out and talking to us and telling us stories. And it wasn't a riddle that we were Cubs fans. And so we were kind of sharing stories about the World Series and the Cavaliers are playing across the street. This is one, one amazing thing about Cleveland is there's an awful lot of stuff. That's all within walking distance. Like our friends. I think it was at Ninth Avenue, Ninth maybe that, that we were on. All I think so. these, like I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, all the way to, and then the, where the Browns play is right there. Right. All the way up to where the Browns play is the like. Indians. A, the I mean, Indians. I'm sorry, sorry. I mean the Indians. Right. It's like a mile basically. Yeah. 
And our friends live right in the middle of yeah, this. Right so the they, they, they can walk to any professional sports that Cleveland has. They're probably not going to go to many Browns games until something turns around there. Yeah. Um, that's a downside of the Cleve right they now. Might. But um, but I, I had one, um, one moment in particular. We cannot say enough about our connections with the people. I'm thinking right now, that night we, we went out after the game, got a little food afterwards, and five seconds walking into this place, and our friend Paul, who was wearing Cubs gear, is hugging this guy wearing Cavaliers stuff. <laughs> I don't even know where this dude came yeah. from. So there was just goodwill all around, and it was... It kind of the, the idea I think we were thinking of when we sat down to do the podcast was, boy, have the interactions with the strangers when you, you know, we talked about friends a week ago, and now we're, I'm thinking like, yeah, talk to strangers too if you know if you're drawn to them because dig this story. So in our hotel, which where you can where you can take a guitar and play it in your room if you want, yeah. you can also by the way get a bicycle from them. Did you yeah. see that? Yep, that was pretty cool. So. Um, there is a bellman, and uh, and I'm uh, right outside the elevators. Is this is this uh, bulletin board, and it says good news, and I'm like, okay, so what's this about? And there's all these little clippings from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Wait, so just as an aside, you know, so we we had this amazing day. So we got there Tuesday night. Had this amazing day on Wednesday, so now it's Thursday morning. We're headed back. You know, we're tired. We go across the street to get at. There's this. I, Shoot, I wish I could remember the name of it. There's this grocery store. It used to be a bank. It used to be a bank. Um, it's so stunningly gorgeous inside that you just want to stay in there. It's it's like a rotunda, I, like yeah. that you would. It feels like a with a uh, fresco, in, like with a painting on the ceiling. Yeah. It's it's. <laughs> It's two it's two insane. levels. It's it's absolutely beautiful. But we go over. So John stays with the luggage. We go over to get coffee and you know a croissant or something for the road. And I come back and John is engrossed in this conversation. And I think for sure you know this guy. I thought, oh, this is an old client of John. So you he's talking and talking and talking and talking to this guy. And again, I'm thinking you you know this guy. So go ahead. Just- so um, so I I'm looking at this uh, this bulletin board and it says good news and it's really cool so somebody goes through the plain dealer which is the cleveland newspaper every day and if there's a good headline like you know hey this girl's running a triathlon to raise money for cancer survivors or um or uh, tom hanks loves cleveland you know like there's the, that that good was news, one of the yeah. headlines all sorts of good news and or people doing good cool things and the bellman one of the bellmen walks up to me and he says, "Hey, be sure to take a picture of this one." And I'm like, "Absolutely, you know." And it's a, um, and it's this uh, art gallery showing, and it's this very cool abstract art. And yeah, goes, we'll post a picture of it. And he said, uh, "That's actually um, my wife's work." And I'm like, "You're kidding me, man! Like, tell me about it." And he goes, "All right, so here's the deal. So um, we were in Florida. We're both artists." And, um, and we have two sons. One is nine and one is eight. Our eight-year-old, so we, Dylan is nine <laughs> and Keegan is eight. We got way into it. <laughs> and yeah. Keegan has um, autism, pretty severe autism. He is nonverbal. Um, and so we start talking about the work that his wife does. And the way she does her artwork, she's... Some of it. A lot of yeah, it, yeah. a lot of it. Um, Dylan and Keegan both will draw little bits and pieces on uh, 
either the same sheet of paper or different ones, and she will take those images and then build something around it. So the piece I actually took a picture of, which was the the um, flyer effectively for her show, was my Bellman buddy. And it was a portrait it, of him. A portrait of him. And they had painted. I think the boys had painted right on the canvas. And they had. She just continued. It's yeah. so cool. Very, very cool. And um, and so uh, I'm talking to my guy, and he's telling. So I asked him, you know, like, so tell me about Keegan. Like, what's the deal? And he said, like, oh, he's he's just beautiful. He's a beautiful kid, and um, you know, and it's amazing. Like, you know, he can communicate sometimes through his iPad, because he can say like, you know, the most frequent thing he presses, so you can press certain images on the iPad, is ice cream, please. That's his most frequent thing. But last night was a long night because he pressed ear and Band-Aid. And um, yeah, did I not tell you that? So he had an ear infection. And um, and one thing you learn, so I've worked with some kids with autism, and... um, and sometimes they have, and, and, and Keegan is one of them, have this exceptionally high tolerance for pain. And because he's nonverbal, Keegan could, can't tell them. So he has this way of, of letting them know, like, I'm, and, and he's like, Keegan's in a lot of pain, you know? And so they, he gets some, some medication and he's, and he's fine now. But, um, but I worked with a young boy who, whose arm was broken while I was talking to him. And he said, you know, it hurts a little bit. And it was broken, you oh, know, wow. but so, so he, he, they, he has this exceptionally high threshold for pain. But anyway, um, this young guy who I was talking to and his wife lived down in Florida, but they found this great care center. Great for, school. Great school. Monarch, and, and, right? Yeah, Monarch um, in Cleveland for Keegan. And so they moved. And he, this, this guy was just the sweetest guy. And I told him. You're the right dad for Keegan, man, because you've just you've you're kind and you're patient, and I, I feel like in five minutes I got to know this guy and create this kinship with him yeah. that was so meaningful to me. You know, it was really really cool. I, I kind of want to talk to him again. You know what I mean? Like I I feel like I will cross paths we should have him with on him somehow. Have him on the podcast. Yeah. Well, and and so we're, we will um, post that artwork, but. I think part of the point that we want to make here in somewhat a roundabout way is, first of all, don't make assumptions about what you don't know about. In other words, Cleveland rocked more than I thought (laughs) Cleveland was going to rock. Let's start there. And the other thing is, you know, um, we talked about friends and reaching out to friends a week ago. Uh, I, I think part of this is strangers, you know, like we met strangers we met that so became many, friends. Right, right. And that made, that made the trip meaningful to me. And I think we could have gone to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and a baseball game and dinner and that making not much of a mark if we didn't connect with these people. But it, it was, it was mind blowing actually how many people we met, um, right. How many interactions we had in it, it that was, that, that was the mind blowing part. Also, you know, the restaurants we ate in were amazing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I really kind of, you know, no small thing. Uh, um, the super hip, super fun, really great food, great. And the waiters were so nice. Well, that's- And so it seemed, I don't know, we just kind of almost felt like VIPs and I like... You know, everyone must. And then just another aside, it's really cool. So Raju, I think, was close to retiring, lived here near us, and 
got an offer he couldn't refuse. This job they needed him in, in the Midwest, you know, based in Cleveland to to build some business in the Midwest. And they're just just the way they're embracing living there is so inspiring and and um they're having a blast yeah <laughs> they're living downtown they have a great view um and they can walk to the theater walk to cool restaurants um you know entertain friends um and it's not as congested as some bigger cities they're just they're just having a blast so it was yeah it was it was kind of incredible <laughs> yeah they brought great energy to their move to cleveland and they are embracing it so lisa um who raju worked a little bit lisa was our uh, she, she's a great hostess, right? And so she really showed us around, and she's got this love for the place that, you know, is is infectious to some extent. And I was just thinking, you know, as, as, I'm, tell, as I'm saying the words reach out to the strangers, I'm realizing to a person, they reached out to us, all of them. There's something about the way the people were there yep. that's different. Seriously. And it, was, it was cool because it was like... Um, there was this presumption, like you guys want to hang out, right? Like, like, like right. let's talk, let's talk about let's talk about some stuff, you know? Like, um, you know, you're from a different place, so what's up? Let's talk about it. And there, there's some, something I really admire about that because I bet I had a dozen interactions there in a day with people that I thought were amazing, you know? And yet, yep. I, you know, I don't know, but I think they do ordinary things with their lives, but just reaching out to people is a pretty cool thing, and probably brings a different vibe to their lives. You know what I mean? Because I didn't meet anybody who seemed unhappy. No. Everybody seemed happy yep. and um, really welcoming and wanted to make sure we dug that town. You know what I mean? Like it was really... Or I don't even know. It, 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 it seemed agenda-free. It just was kind of... It was very... It was remarkable. It was remarkable. It was. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And, um, and a lot of it had to do with like the energy I think the people brought to us. In a lot of ways, right? Totally. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they brought it. Yeah. They brought it. We were just there, um, taking it in, having a, having a day, and people brought it to us and served it up. <laughs> so thank you to everybody in Cleveland, man. <laughs> Cleveland does, in fact, rock. Who knew? Who so knew? Check it out. Yes. And uh, um, and Lisa should, I think, maybe be the mayor. Yeah, Lisa would make a good mayor she of Cleveland. She loves so it so much. I think this is the first moment, really, where we're announcing that Lisa will be <laughs> running for mayor of Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be Patel 2022. <laughs> we're, we're counting on it. I like that. <laughs> so all the Clevelandites, get ready. Lisa Patel. Um, this is a big week. We got George graduating from yeah. college. I suspect that next week's podcast we might touch on yeah. that passage, right? So, yeah, our George... He is graduated from college. Yeah. <laughs> Next weekend, it's going to be so fun, um, and it's but it's insane at the same time that it's here. Yeah. So um, in the meantime, I think I think um, I'm going to try. I'll, I'm going to I'm going to speak for myself. I'm going to try to be a little more like the Clevelandites. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to reach out to a few. People. I like it. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'll going to reach out. Let's do that. Let's let's. Uh, Let's all try and, and reach out to somebody we don't know and just have that moment. Give them a moment, and we might find a connection there. And we can do a whole lot of that in gra at graduation. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of that at graduation. You know what the thing is, though? Here's just a side note. is like, you know, in Cleveland, I felt like these were like little isolated things. I picture graduation being like a million people, super loud. Hey, hey, hey. Like, you know, hey, hey. See, look, look look what you're doing. So I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm staying home. <laughs> no, this so is just, just have an open mind. It. It's going to be so fun. And we're going to talk to a lot of strangers. 
You're right. This is very good. And coaching, a lot of friends Julie. and family. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll go. Yeah. Um, okay, I will good. definitely go to graduation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. This is better. Cleveland rocks. Yep. Cleveland rocks. Love you, honey. Love you, honey. We'll talk to you next time. Yep. Have a great week. Bye.